Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. We're fortunate to have the enthusiastic Tom Kelly, Executive Director and CEO for Automation Alley. Automation Alley is a World Economic Forum Advanced Manufacturing Hub and the nonprofit Industry 4.0 Knowledge Center with global outlook and regional focus. Tom, I, I should mention, first of all, that uh, Automation Alley has been a big fan and supporter of the MEDC. And I want to thank you very much for being here today. Um, so first time I think officially we've talked in a long time. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Ed. And, and you know, uh, uh, MEDC has been a big supporter of Automation Alley. So we've been good partners for a long, long time. Yeah. And I uh, probably uh, should also mention that uh, you've been there from almost the start, right? No, no. I came in actually in 2014 as the director of entrepreneurship. And uh, shortly after coming in, uh, became uh, Ken Rogers' uh, chief operating officer. And then a year after that, became the CEO. So it was a whirlwind uh, indoctrination into Automation Alley. And when we when I came in as the CEO in 2016, we kind of took a pretty dramatic shift. And we focused on what we saw as this global emerging trend around Industry 4.0. And uh, Automation Alley was just so well positioned in the state to fill that role that we we changed everything and focused exclusively on becoming Michigan's Industry 4.0 Knowledge Center. And uh, so far, it's, it's been working very well. Yeah, and I'm kind of so nerdy. I went When I went to your website, I actually watched six of the videos you guys have that you use for educational videos. Only six, Ed? <laughs> wow. Well, one was pretty long. One was that professor from MIT. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That yeah, we my have favorite one. dozens and dozens of good videos to watch. Yeah. Maybe hundreds now. Yeah. And so just in case, just to give everybody a bit of a, a background a little bit, Industry 4.0 might be normal to us, but can you give sort of what is the elevator speech you tell people when, you, when they go, what's 4.0? Absolutely. So so Industry 4.0 is a term that was coined out of Germany a long time ago, back in 2012. And it was really describing the fourth industrial revolution, which Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum coined that term and really was the first one to begin talking about this revolution we're going uh, undergoing in, in, in uh, the industrial space. And if, if, just to take your listeners really quickly through the arc, Industry 1.0 was the steam engine changed how people moved around, changed how goods could be moved all around. Uh, the second was right here in Michigan, Henry Ford invented the assembly line. About the same time Thomas Edison uh, uh, invented electricity and it became mainstream. And those two technologies really transformed how manufacturing was done. The third industrial revolution was when computers and robotics kind of came on the scene at the same time. And again, caused a step change in how work was done. And now we're into this fourth industrial revolution, which is really the digitization of everything. And the reason why Automation Alley focuses so intently 
on this fourth industrial revolution is because we were so successful. We invented the second industrial revolution. We dominated the third. We've created great wealth for ourselves because of that. But typically the leaders in the previous revolution are not the leaders in the next revolution. So we have great risk because we have all of our assets are tied to how you do things in the second industrial revolution. So we need to get our members, our manufacturers in Michigan to pay attention and to understand that the way they do things is changing dramatically. And they need to come along with us as we evolve our business models to take advantage of what's available as we digitize. Yeah. And it's funny. I think it was in that MIT professor person's presentation that he sort of talked about digitization as basically creating like a universal language that everyone is, understands instantaneously across the globe, which is hard to do when you do like handwritten notes of step-by-steps and lean yeah. manufacturing and all those other things we've known about in the past. Yep. And that's right. And, and if you're a truly digital company, any digital improvement that occurs anywhere is generally available to you immediately. Right. So in the physical world, uh, it's 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 great to have an improvement on a machine. But the only way you get that improvement is you have to discover it and then have somebody come in and physically change that machine to take care of the improvement in the digital world. It's literally a software upgrade. Boom. Everybody gets it overnight. Everybody improves. And if you're not positioned as a manufacturer to be able to take software updates to your manufacturing process, you know, this is going to hurt you. And this is where the world is going. So it's it's very difficult for our manufacturers to get their heads around just how dramatically things are going to change for the way we make things. Well, and, and not only that, not only dramatically, but how fast it'll happen. And I would imagine this is turning like intellectual property upside down about what is intellectual property more, you know, patent laws were what, 17, 18 years, whatever. Yeah. What value is the patent laws anymore when stuff happens so fast? Yeah. And that's a particular risk in the manufacturing community, Ed, because if I grew up in this world and it was always, well, I can't share with you what I'm doing because it's a secret. It's this, I got this thing that's really proprietary to me and they would rather spend a long time secretly bleeding out what they had as opposed to saying, here's what I got, and I'm going to do it really fast with partners, and then I'm going to be on to the next thing. The digital world doesn't respect your secretness. The digital world demands that you take advantage of what you have right now, make the best of it, and then innovate as you go. It's a more uh, difficult world to, be, to, to, to sort of uh, navigate, but it is the world we're going to have. And so we have to teach people, how do you navigate where it's more about the digital IP is much more relevant than the physical IP, much more relevant. It sounds a little bit sort of like when you talk about our phones, but uh, sort of like open source phones, like, you know, uh, when you look at Apple, say, versus, you Mm -hmm. know, what Android does and the way they can do patches, it's like it's a little riskier with Android. But on the other hand, it's much more ubiquitous, right? So everybody can get access to it and it moves faster. And I think the changes happen faster too sometimes. Yeah. So to take Android or Apple, uh, what they built was an ecosystem where all of those apps live on their phones and you can do just about anything with your phone these days. I mean, I have a watch that I can take my ECG heart rate on. I mean, it's nuts, right? That you can do this off your heart. Well, imagine that in a manufacturing environment where you have a system 
that is digitized and it's able to use any software or applications that are appropriate for what you're trying to do. And once you're able to do that, you can take all those improvements consistently. People will continuously have new things to do. And 3D printing even changes the game even further because you're not even worried about the subtractive manufacturing process anymore because in a 3D printing world, you can make anything at any time, anywhere. And that is also a, a game changer. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that because there's probably a few words I think we're going to need some glossary definitions about. Sure. But, but one thing I think we should, you you, you alluded to this earlier about the um, your relationship with the MEDC. I know that uh, you do a lot with the MEDC, but why don't you just kind of break it down like what you do to help small businesses or just helping what's the actual physical sort of certificate training or whatever you're doing to help them out. Yeah. So automation alley is Michigan's industry for knowledge center. Our job is to make sure anybody who needs to be educated about industry 4.0 to make good strategic decisions regarding how they're going to go to market as a manufacturer, we help them do that. And so we have lots of programs. We have lots of, of, different ways that you can plug into this community. One of the things we do, Ed, is every year we have a great big conference called uh, Integrate, which is the Industry 4.0 conference. And we bring it last year, we had our two years ago, we had 1,100 people. This year, of course, we had to do it digitally because of COVID. Uh, but next year, this coming October, it'll be physical again. And we get everybody under the tent to talk about all of the technologies that are disrupting manufacturing today. So artificial intelligence, 3D printing, modeling and simulation, digital twins, virtual reality, augmented reality, new materials. We talk about all of it. And the reason why you have to talk about all of it is because all of them act on the same point in the center of the circle, which is manufacturing. So your entire process is being impacted by all of these technologies at once. So that's one way that we say, hey, get under the tent with us. We do these weekly videos that you've been watching around different aspects of technology. So you can plug in once a week and you can see what's happening in any of these um, different uh, technological paths. Uh, we have a tech and industry report where we partner with our academic institutions from all over the state. And we say, help us understand, let's take artificial intelligence as an example. Where Where is the world going if you look over the hill and around the bend so that we can help our community understand what they should pay attention to? What's noise and what's really important? And that's the hardest thing in the digitization world. There's so much noise out there that it's hard to separate what I should pay attention to. So we try to be that organization that says, what should you pay attention to? We're like the New York Times front page for Industry 4.0. What should you focus on and what probably isn't something you should spend your time uh, uh, you know, worrying about at this point? You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. Is there one video you would recommend so people hear this, you know, our show today that you would say, yeah, you should check this one out first? Because I, I listen to one on cultural 
like how to change your mindset, like in the business. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is there, is there one you think people should watch like first or. Yeah. Gosh, there, there are so, there are so many. I know it's 67, I think. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say all of them are our children. Right. And it's hard to say my favorite <laughs> child is this because what's difficult that is everybody comes to industry 4.0 from a different place. From a different knowledge level or a different needs, because industry four oh, like I said, is such a wide collection of technologies. So if you if you are curious about and 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 are fearful of three D printing and what it may do to your business, then come in and search for three D printing videos or additive manufacturing, as it might be called. Right? If you're worried about AI, look for AI videos. If you're worried about culture and how you change your culture to be a more resilient organization, we have videos on that. The one you just alluded to. So, uh, you know, I don't mean to be coy on the answer, but I think it's all of the above. And you have to find your way. And and we're having a new website coming out in just a couple months, which is even going to make it easier to find all this content for you to digest. And I would imagine you have staff. If a person really wants to reach somebody, I imagine you have good human interaction, too. Heck, yeah. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just we want you in under the tent. Uh, In fact, if you're a manufacturer in the state of Michigan, through the new partnership we have with the MEDC, you have a free membership in Automation Alley. There's no excuse not to get knowledgeable about what's happening in Industry 4.0. So we've taken that objection right off the table. Well, let's talk a little bit about your organization. Who's that, What is Automation Alley? Just like sort of a quick definition. I mean, I was in with it when it first started back when I was yeah. on SEMCOG's board. And so what what is your makeup of your board? So I don't think a lot of people know what Automation Alley is unless yeah. they're in the industry. Yeah. So so Automation Alley, of course, is Michigan's Industry 4.0 Knowledge Center. We have a fantastic board of directors. So, Ed, we have uh, General Dynamics is on our board. GM is on our board. Stellantis is on our board. Uh, Oakland and Macomb counties are on our board. DTE is on our board. Oakland Community College is on our board. Oakland University is on our board. We have a great board. It is a solid board made up of industry, academia, government, and we solve problems together. It's great to have, you know, GM and Stellantis Bounce, help, helping me decide, like, what should we pay attention to? I mean, you know, these are these are world class organizations that are well aware of what's happening, not only in Michigan, but on a global basis about who's competitive where for Industry 4.0. So to have these resources available to us, to have General Dynamics and the whole defense community, to be able to bounce ideas off of them of what's happening, fantastic. We have Kelly Services, their largest a staffing company in the world. Talk about a look-in as to what skills are required out there today. So uh, I am blessed with an abundance of riches, Ed, when it comes to the talent that serves on my board of directors. And for that, I'm, I'm very, very appreciative. Yeah, and I might try it if we get enough time to ask you a little bit more about workforce, but we'll get to that in a minute or two, or talent. Um, one other thing that really was interesting to me is what is your relationship with the World Economic Forum? And I know you have a key individual that might be, you know, slated to do something with them. Yeah. So uh, so we are a World Economic Forum advanced manufacturing hub. There are only 
12 in the world. And these advanced manufacturing hubs are designated by the World Economic Forum as centers of excellence around the fourth industrial revolution. So to have that blessing on the automation alley uh, a community that says, look, you guys really do get it when you when you get evaluated against all the cities of the world and they say, you know, Automation Alley in Troy, Michigan, you guys get it. Uh, that is quite a feather in our cap. And to go one step further, they have invited uh, one of our staff, Cynthia Hutchison, to join them in Geneva and actually be one of the AmHub leads around the world. So to coordinate all of the global effort for the World Economic Forum related to the fourth industrial revolution. I don't think uh, people appreciate just what a, what a value that is for Michigan because that exposes us to the, to the, the best thought in the world that is going on around Industry 4.0. And we can bring those ideas and thoughts back to Michigan to be applied and executed on. And it's really uh, quite a uh, quite an achievement for Michigan. And, you know, we put the wheels and make that in, in effect, but it was really because of our community and them recognizing that we are an automation capital, uh, as we should be. Heck, we invented the second industrial revolution, right? You'd think it would buy us a seat at the table for the fourth, but... Uh, but but not really because things are changing so rapidly. But the fact that they recognize that Ed is uh, we are, we couldn't be more delighted. Yeah, you know, and the other thing too is I always believe this, even when I was in the legislature, that we have to realize that developing countries can leapfrog over a lot of the baggage we've had historically, and yeah. they could be almost at the table with us in a really short amount of time, especially with this digital revolution, I would guess. Yeah. Well, just look at China and Mexico's model. That's exactly what they did. And now Mexico has an, a, a whole national strategy around industry 4.0. They're not content to just use labor to, uh, to, to be competitive. They understand that the next stage of being competitive is actually embracing industry 4.0 and digitizing their manufacturing. China and Mexico are digitizing faster than Michigan. That is an incredible risk, and we need to pay very close attention to that. Now, we have some other things that are going to make for very competitive reasons that people will want to reshore to America and to Michigan, uh, but we can't take it lightly that they're not moving at the same time we are. Yeah, no, that was always an issue. I, I'm concerned about that, but I'm glad to see you're on top of it. Yeah. You know, we have actually are getting close, I think, to time here. So I'm going to ask you just a couple more questions. Again, uh, this is Tom Kelly, CEO of Automation Alley. Um, one is, like, if you were to talk to, and I used to be a high school teacher, but uh, yeah. you were to talk to, like, a junior high kid or a high school kid, you know, I really think, you know, what would you tell them, like, what would you be telling them to go into now? You know, certificate training, degree, whatever you think. But I think junior high is almost the starting ground nowadays, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I would tell them, Ed? I mean, I could tell them the standard, which is go be an engineer, because if you can be an engineer, you can go in any career path you ever want. And why not start making 70 grand a year? <laughs> well, you know, bypass all that early stage stuff. Just just get a good degree, make 70, 80 grand a year coming out of college and then go do whatever you want. However, that's not for everybody. Right. So what I would tell everybody is the secret 
to navigating industry 4.0 to the secret to navigating the digitization of the globe is to always be intellectually curious, find your passion and be intellectually curious and don't be afraid to fail, but you got to put the work in. No one's going to care whether you make it or not. Only you will care if you make it. And you have to have that curiosity that says, how does that work? And how do I make it better? Right. If you have that curiosity to make the world better, whatever portion of the world you're in, you're going to do great. But if you have that curiosity coupled with a STEM degree that allows you to understand math and science and technology, if you couple those two together, that's how you become a billionaire. There's no secret. (laughs) You become a billionaire because you marry your technical skill with your ability to be curious and invent. And that's what you need to do if you're a junior today and you're wondering what to do. Yeah. The uh, Well, thank you. And I'm hoping some of them watch the show and get that idea. Uh, well, as we wind down, I had a ton more questions for you, but we're trying to make sure, you know, we respect your time as well as the listener's time. So uh, one last thing is like, what is your favorite thing about Michigan? Because quality of life, I think, is mm-hmm. such an equal part of why people would want to live here and work in the state and, you know, raise a family or whatever. So what do you like best about Michigan? I love the four seasons. I love the fact I'm I'm a skier. Uh, I love the outdoors in the winter. I grew up in Syracuse, New York. So I'm I'm used to snow. (laughs) It snowed every day there, except for July 4th. So (laughs) we were good with that. Uh, And coming to Michigan, I love the four seasons. um, And I, I, Michigan is such an easy place to grow and raise a family. Uh, I think it's underrated. I don't I don't understand the uh, the impediment to getting people to move into Michigan. It really is a lovely place. It's a beautiful summer, the best summer you could possibly have. The winters are delightful. Raising a family, the cost of living is fantastic. The communities that we have are first rate. So, uh, you know, I'm all in. Yeah, we'll probably have to use that, some of your lines for Pure Michigan. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate that very much. And once again, Tom Kelly, CEO of Automation Alley, thanks again for taking time to be with us on the show today. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it very much. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion. 